Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to Tech Sisters Stories. Tech Sisters is a community that connects you with other Muslim women in tech who share your story, experiences, and goals, so you no longer have to feel like the only one like you on your team. My name is Grace, and I get to interview the amazing women in our community, share their stories, and the lessons they learned. On today's episode, we have Hawa, and mashallah, this is probably the most fun I've ever had recording any episode on this podcast. Uh, and you'll probably hear it <laughs> in, in the episode. Uh, mashallah, Hawa is amazing. She is so much fun to talk to, an incredible person, incredible story. And I'm so happy to have met her, so happy to know her, and so happy to have her on the podcast. Alhamdulillah. Uh, just a quick announcement before we get on to her story. There's no new episode next week. I'm on vacation, so taking a little break, alhamdulillah, um, but we'll be back the week after that, inshallah. So use that time to catch up on any episodes that you might have missed or listen to your favorite one again. I don't know, whatever you like. But yeah, we'll be back the week after, inshallah. So yeah, enjoy Hawa's story. Assalamu alaikum. Today on Tech Sisters Stories, we are super excited and very happy to have Hawa Kamara, mashallah. Hawa is a freelance copywriter and she's currently working with Brands B. Rukaya on the Tech Sisters rebranding project. She has been so much fun to work with and I'm so oh, happy that she's joining us for the interview today, mashallah. Hawa loves the right personality-filled copy that goes right to the heart and boosts conversions. And mashallah, she is very good at going deep and getting right to the truth. Mashallah, thank you, Hawa, for coming today. Okay, you're welcome, but Grace, did you invite me to make me cry? Not this early on. Because if that's the case, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> like, I thought it's going to be fun, but if it's just that, like, uh, it's it's cancelled. No, <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. It's my first podcast, so I'm kind of nervous. Like, um, and I'm French. I want people to know I'm French. So if they're like, uh, English is that's weird. That's what that accent is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the accent. You know, that's the sexy accent that everybody's loving every time. I love Paris, but that is Paris. Paris kept to you in your heels. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. How, how did you first get into copywriting? How did this all start? I love to say like that's a long story, but every time I make it shorter and shorter and shorter, <laughs> so I'm going to give you the middle ground. The middle so story, sure. At first, you you have to know that I started with a product-based business. So I had my own business. It was called Arm African, but she was in power. She's not there anymore. <laughs> and I was selling mugs. I was selling posters. I was selling tea, coffee, you know. And my goal with this brand was to celebrate African culture. Mm. That was the number one goal. And everybody sure. was like, you are doing it. It's so good. Stuff like that. But I don't know why um, for a minute I didn't click with it. So I was like, I need something to be better. Like mm. Arab African needs to be better. And I met when uh, Arab African was uh, at the beginning, I met a girl named uh, Alexandra Jean-Baptiste. And, you know, she was a marketing student. Okay. And she came to me and she was like, oh, I need to work with the brand and I choose yours because I'm in a course. And I was like, what she's talking about? Maybe she's a liar. She wasn't a liar. <laughs> she, she told the truth because I called it a uh, superior. Like I found the number. I was like, there is the Alexandra Jean-Baptiste telling me this. And she was like, she's real. Alexandra Jean-Baptiste exists. Protect her identity. Yeah, I was a little bit worried because, you know, on internet, people, they love to scam, you know. Sure, sure. And I'm always on my guard. Like, uh, I don't trust people easily. And yeah. I was like, okay, she like, she legit, legit, sorry. So um, we start working together and she taught me a lot of stuff about marketing. Some stuff I knew, like CEO, because I had the blog. Mm -hmm. I love to say I'm like a cat. I had many life blog uh, teaching us so many stuff. And I was like, mm, marketing is interesting. I'm going to put it, you know, in the corner. And I remember one day I made a joke with my little sister because my family, they are always asking me to write stuff like write this for us and this and this. And I was like, you know, one day I'm going to make you pay. Yeah. Like money from your pocket in my pocket because I'm terrified. <laughs> but because I'm the world girl, you know, I have blood and words in my veins. So they, they are always asking me stuff, you know, with words and stuff like that. And I was like, maybe this joke can be my reality. Like uh, I can make it real. 
like being mm-hmm. paid for writing. I know there is a stuff calling writer, like uh, people write book and get paid, but it wasn't really like that. I was like, I need to save our African and I need to do something I love. And this is when I knew about copywriting. It was a mix of marketing and mm-hmm. writing. And I was like, ding, 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 jackpot. <laughs> I found <laughs> it. And I was making, you know, research, research. And I was like, I love it. I love it. I love copywriting. That's for me. Mashallah. So you had this great experience with her and she exposed you to marketing and you had that history of really loving to do writing and these things are coming together for you. And you can see the application of doing copywriting to help your business. So how are you taking that from your own business and then spreading it around and really wanting to help other business owners, other people find their unique voice? I think it's like, because I know what they are going through. I know Mm. it. I know when you are looking at what you're writing and be like, "Mm, it will be so much more. Like it doesn't translate what I want to translate because we love our business. It's like our new baby, you know, Mm -hmm. and we want to describe our baby the best way possible. Like we want people to love our baby. Like we love them. And you are like, my baby is the best. And people are like, okay, everybody say that about the baby. All like, babies uh, look the same. <laughs> all the babies, exactly. <laughs> what is so special about this baby? And you are because it's mine, okay? <laughs> so I think it's a little bit sad when you love your, um, your business and you are in your bubble and you don't mm-hmm. know how to translate that to people. You want to transmit all, all of this love because you, you need them to love your business like you love, you love it, you know. Because you are alone in your bubble. And the thing is, when copywriting comes in the picture, copywriting is telling you, okay, you have to leave this bubble. You have mm-hmm. to leave it. And you have to understand the point of view of your customer. Maybe your audience, maybe people who are reading what you are writing, they are not feeling it because you don't know how to do it. And copywriting is here for that. And I was like, I was lost. I was a kind of bit of, you know, oh, I want to give up. Uh, like something is missing. Like I, I'm not attracting people who understand me, mm-hmm. but I feel like I am. And it's frustrating when you are doing all the effort, but there is like no rewards because yeah, the effort you are doing, they are fruitless. They are not going to give anything because this is not the effort you have to put your energy, time, money in it. And I was like, I need to... Not save those people, but um, I need to give them what I I wanted to give myself. Because I feel like it's a little bit of, you know, it's egoist. It was selfish for me to keep all of this because I love win-win situation. I want everybody to win. If I win, you win. If you win, I win. It's my mantra. Like, this is how uh, I am. And this is the day I decided, you know what? I'm not moved by Arab African anymore. I'm not moved by all of those products I'm selling. I want to, to be behind the scenes. I want mm-hmm. to be, you know, the person you don't know about, but who is making a lot of money to uh, my client. But they don't know my name, you know. They don't know that it's me who write this, this copy on the website. They don't know it's me writing the emails they love so much. They think it's, a, it's the brand owner, but it is not. So I'm going to be, you know, in the, aware of the spotlight, you know, but I'm going to make it shine, you know. So yeah, yeah. that's why it's speaking for itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that's the moment I decide to just, you know, no, I don't want to do Arab African. I want to be a copywriter and I'm mm. going to do it with a bang. So Marshall, there's so there's two, two bits that really stuck out there. Yeah. So you're really empathizing with your clients because you were in that position. You were I the was. business owner who really was struggling to get people. Yeah. And so you know what they're going through. You can really feel it deep inside. Mashallah. And then I really like what you said that you that your business just didn't move you anymore. And mm-hmm. so it's okay to move on to something else that you do feel moved by. Yeah. Did you have a hard time transitioning between the two of those? I want to say no, because the thing is, uh, I have what uh, we call ADHD. And the problem with ADHD is this thing we call hyperfocus. It's when you are into something like, you are so into it. You talk about it every day. It's obsession. your life. It's, yeah. it's an obsession. Like it's obsession, but uh, I did another level, you see. <laughs> but the day you decide you are finished with it, you are finished with it. It's done. It's done. It's like it never exists. 
Like sometimes I don't even want to talk about South Africa. Like she needs to stay in the corner where she belongs, you know? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's harsh, but this is how, you know, my brain works. So I was like, mm -hmm. my new life is this. Like the hour from the future, I can see her not being a business, uh, project-based business owner. I can see her teaching copywriting, mm -hmm. you know? So this is the moment I knew that I had to leave everything behind. And it wasn't that difficult to transition because I was like, I had issue with our African. I don't have the money to make it work because sure. something people don't tell you is that, is that it takes money to make money. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Shocking, <laughs> shocking, shocking. And you know, I thought I could get into the business, the project-based business, with yeah. a little bit of money, like, it's okay. I'm going to, you know, do money and stuff like that because I was wronged by the wrong people. <laughs> and uh, when I transitioned, I, I was like, it's going to be easier because it's, it's different. It was different and it was easier for me to be a service-based business. It's easier okay. for me. Mashallah. So I also really like how you brought up the HHT because I think we've talked about this in one of our other talks where that is actually one of your superpowers. That yeah. outlook that you have, the way that your brain works is something that's really unique to you and is an advantage. I think for a lot of people, if they're transitioning between different businesses, mm. there's like this sunk cost idea where you spend so much time on one idea that's hard to move on to something else. But this is something that you don't really have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. But I love to say AGD is a blessing and a curse mm. at the same time because there is a lot of bad side, a lot of difficulties. But I feel like it's truly helping with the creative side, but also, like you said, the fact that when it's done, it's done. Like mm -hmm. I did everything I had to do at this moment because I wanted to do it and I just did it. And I know sometimes my family, they love to make fun of it because they are like, okay, what is your new hobby? What you're obsessed with? Like what's the new thing? Like what's happening now? Yeah. And I'm like, at least I can say I tried it. And yeah. nobody can tell me uh, something else. I did. I tried it. I g gave everything I had. I bought the stuff. I was there. I did. I did it. And now I have so many, you know, information in my brain from so many stuff I did because I went through Arba Fruken and I, I learned so many. Like I met so many people that I'm still talking with, like mm. the Alexandra Jean-Baptiste. And uh, another girl I met was Josephine Silva. So um, I'm so glad for that. I'm so glad that Awa from the past did that because today Awa, the present Awa, she can, you know, live with that and she can, she can use everything I, uh, I learned at this moment. So this is why I say it's a blessing because I know a lot of stuff. Like it's insane sometimes, like. How do I know that? Oh, yeah, You're it just was like my... really smart. Yeah. <laughs> it was my previous obsession. Like, you know, so I had yeah. an obsession with that. Oh yeah, it's from that I learned. So I'm glad I did everything I did. I'm not glad I didn't went, you know, through it. You know, it was a past. It was a, I'm not glad about that, you know, but I'm glad I did it because mm -hmm. I tried and nobody can tell me otherwise. Mashallah. That's beautiful. I think that this is something that ties in with a lot of people have said that there really aren't any regrets. Mm. You know, there's nothing really negative that happens in our journey when you see it from enough of a distance, right? Everything yeah. is contributing to who you are today and, and exactly. the things that you learn and that you know. Subhanallah. Yeah. Exactly. So Hawa today is an amazing copywriter, mashallah. Oh, thank you. The, the best. Um, <laughs> so what? <laughs> so what is next for you? What do you hope to achieve next? Oh, teaching. Teaching. Mm. That's on the agenda. That would be great. Yeah, thank you. Because <laughs> I, I I used to teach. Yeah, it, in my money life, I was a teacher. <laughs> I was an Arabic teacher and uh, I love it. I always dreamed to be a teacher. When I was little, people were like, what do you want to be? I wanted to be so many stuff, but teaching mm. was always coming back, you know. So I know I'm going to teach because I want people to see to live what true copywriting is because i'm tired grace i'm I, i'm i came to you tired tired okay <laughs> i have things to say <laughs> yeah i'm tired of the fake copywriting i was there. gonna bring this up yeah there yeah. are so many copywriting courses 
I'm tired of the copywriting tips, the copywriting yeah. tricks, the acts, the everything. I'm tired of seeing always A-E-D-A, A-E-D-A, you know, stuff like that. I'm tired yeah. of those framework. Like people, they are go going to give you a title, like use A-E-D-A in your copy, but they don't really teach how to use it. Mm -hmm. It's just surface level, like, uh, oh, do that and say that and do it like that. And instead of saying this, say that, you know. And I feel like they don't teach you how to connect with your audience in a deeper way. Because, you know, mm -hmm. I'm the, I'm the, you say to yourself, I'm the deep girl. I always ask why. Like, you're going to tell me my product is beautiful. Okay, why? Like, why do I, why do I care? Seriously. Ah, uh, because people love beautiful. Okay, why people love it? Why they love beautiful? Maybe people, some people love ugly. You don't know that. And uh, I know people they are like, oh, oh I, you know, they're destabilized. Like, uh, oh my God, what I'm what, what supposed to say. Because I want people to see be, beyond their own product. Because when you did the project, you made it. You are mm -hmm. so proud of it. But you see stuff with, you, with your own point of view, with your own eyes. And people, that, they didn't get through the same process. So they need to understand why they should care. Like why? I was in my bed laying and you came to me with your ad telling me, oh, it deals a new uh, thing I did for you. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like give me a reason to get up and go seek my, you know, the card and, uh, you know, pay you my money. Like I, why should I do that? And this is what I want people to understand. So that's why I'm like, I need to teach because I love copywriting. I truly love it. Mm -hmm. For me, copywriting is, a, is like psychology. I love to learn about people. I love to see how their they brain works, like what they decide to do what they do. I love the why question. Like I'm, I'm like a kid. Why, why, why? You know, when kids, they do that. <laughs> why is this? And I feel like we should be all kids and always asking why, you know, because kids, they need to understand. So we need to understand too. It's not mm -hmm. just saying something. Why are you saying it? Why are you saying like that? Why those words? Why you say new? Why you didn't say something else? You know, why is the color blue? Why not red? Right. You know, so I want people to have those tools this understanding to go deeper because good copywriting is copywriting where you understand what people want and how they want it and when they want it. Mashallah. So I, I love what you said, Mashallah, 100%. There are lots of AI copywriting yeah. tools now where yeah. you just kind of put in something and then it'll yeah. say, this is how you can have it on a landing page. This is how you yeah. can have it on Instagram ad. Mm. So it sounds like what you're saying is what really makes you different, what makes copywriting mm. more complete isn't just the literal words and putting mm. it together, but it's going right into the why and why exactly. this thing matters. And you can't really get that through the AI tool. Yeah. I feel like I'm human driven because I'm fascinated by human. I don't know why since I'm little, I feel like maybe it's because I read a lot of books and, uh, you know, writer, they love to, they have to research. Yeah. So they, they go to talk to a lot of different people. Like sometimes they go to talk with, uh, you know, people in jail. They talk in, with people who have, you know, certain condition of life. And it's always about what happened to these people. What happened to them is the decision they make. Why they, why they making it? And sometimes we are like, we don't understand because it's not our place to understand. Or maybe we, it's not us, you know, mm -hmm. it's not our way of, of life. So I'm always like, how can you connect that with helping them? You know, because when you are selling something, you are helping people, you are serving them, you know, but you have to understand those people first before understanding why your project matter to them. So I'm, I'm all about Human, I'm all about that. I know some, some, some I tools, they help, they help. But I feel like if you want to go further, mm -hmm. no, you have to be one-on-one, -on -one, do a one-on-one, -on -one. go search people, talk to them, be with them, uh, you know, asking questions like we did, uh, you and me, Grace, 
like for two hours we were talking, talking, it's more talking. than two hours. Yeah, more. I tried it's like to, four you know, days. I don't want to frighten people because they're like, oh, I have to work with her. I have to talk. Like, you, you have to talk. And yeah. the, I think the worst part is I keep asking questions even after I ask 47 questions. I keep asking questions. <laughs> And I say that to people, if you want to work with me, you have to answer questions because yeah. I feel like the answer I need, they are deep inside you, but you don't know it yet. I'm here with, you know, with my shovel and I'm just going to dig <laughs> and dig and dig. And sometimes they're like, oh, she's done. No, dig, no. dig, dig. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about the, the human. You have to care to make people care. Yeah, Marshall, I love how you brought in the example of books because I think that is so comically clear when you read a book and the author hasn't really talked to anybody um, and yes. <laughs> the book is terrible. Yes. Like there's there's a whole trope of like men writing women where oh. <laughs> they, they don't know how we think, <laughs> especially Muslim women. You know, they if don't. a book is written about Muslim women or has a Muslim yeah. character, it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, you can you can see it in the show. Like, you can be like, I know you did it. Because, yeah, you, know, you didn't research this. <laughs> exactly. They put Muslim women in their shows. And no. the Muslim woman, she has no Muslim friends. Not one. <laughs> not one. She doesn't, you know, have SMS or message call, mm -hmm. you know, to mm -hmm. be like, do you want to go to the masjid today? None. Nothing. No. And I know that they don't talk with Muslim women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we are together, you know. We I talk have, all the time. We talk a lot. <laughs> Every time we talk. And there is none. Like she, oh, and I'm like, I'm tired. This poor lonely girl. <laughs> yes. She's so, and the parents, they're always mean. And they yeah. don't support her in the dreams. That not, that's not true. Like they need to meet my mom. Yeah. Mashallah. So that's a good transition. So you in France as a copywriter, as a Muslim woman. Yeah. How has your experience been? My experience has been so good that I feel like yeah. I'm, the, I'm not a good example, if I can say that. Okay. Any I, experiences, that's your true experience. Yeah, because I feel like me, uh, I'm a Muslim and I'm black and I don't care if people don't like, like it. Like, I yeah. truly don't. I don't. Like, you know, in, I know my father, he said that to help me because uh, he wants his daughter to succeed. And he told me, do you think like with your hijab, people will want to hire you? Like you, they are not frightened and all. And I was like, listen here, dad. Oh, yes, I talk like that to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not on my own for people to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see my hijab. They don't want to see my black skin. They can go. No problem. I don't care. I don't care. You can be racist. You can be Islam. I don't care. Like, you cannot touch me. You cannot. Like, there is this, you know, this shield mm -hmm. I have for myself. You cannot touch me because I'm comfortable where I am. Like, I'm comfortable. I know who I am. I know what I bring on the table. I don't need no one coming to me and being like, mm, maybe you should get rid of your hijab. No, maybe you, you should get, get rid of your brain because you don't <laughs> use it. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. Like, what can you, can you do against me? None. Like, mm -hmm. nothing. You can do nothing against me about that because I don't care. I feel powerful. I'm good where I'm at. And I feel like since I have this, all vibe, people can, they can feel it. Yes. So I'm not going to attract people who are afraid of that because I have no problem telling you, like no problem. We're going to have a discussion and I'm going to educate you. Like I can say it in French, in English. Maybe I can try to tell you in you know, Arabic. Like, you know, I'm going mm -hmm. to call my mom and be like, how do you say that in Soninke, my uh, mother tongue? No problem <laughs> at all. Like, uh, so but. I understand my, my dad, he was, you know, he was worried because my dad, it's a, you know, last generation sure. and they came in France and they had to, they had a hard time. They had, you know, to be a little because uh, they wanted the, the children, you know, to, to be good in France. And, you know, they didn't want spotlight on them. They didn't want all of that. So they didn't fight like we do the new mm. generation. We fight, we fight back. 
Like if there is racism, we are going to be like, you're racist. Yeah. Call and they out. don't like, they don't yeah. like that. They don't. Because we talk and we are not afraid. And I feel like I'm a good product of this generation. And I'm grateful to my parents for that. But I'm not my parents. Ah, mashallah. Thank Hold you, Brian. <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one like, uh, you hear that mom and dad mashallah that's really great right okay so in, in all of this what has been the thing that you are most proud of so you've accomplished so much mashallah mm. but what's something that you just feel really really special about and why is it so special to you Ooh. See, I can I can do why too. You, yeah, you good daddy. <laughs> you, you got me at my own game. Uh, woof. Oh, that's a good one. I feel like I'm proud of so many stuff. Uh, I want to say I'm proud uh, of the fact that I did everything I I did and mm -hmm. uh, everything I'm doing. Why being weird? I'm going to explain because uh, saying like that is like, uh, what? <laughs> what she's talking about? <laughs> she was so good uh, previously. Like, uh, are you sure she has a way with words? <laughs> <laughs> she's a copywriter. I don't think so. <laughs> but being real, because all my life, all my life, I was like, there was something wrong with me. All mm. my life, I was like, I'm weird. I always tell people I'm weird, I'm weird, I'm weird. And I know that I didn't grow up with a lot of, you know, uplifting world. And it wasn't this uplift, uplifting, you know, environment. Mm -hmm. So I had to find a way to keep going. I had to find a way to be like, if I fail, I have to get up. Even if I don't know how. I'm going to figure it out. And I was like, you weird, you know, and on all, all of this what people were telling me because I had this ADHD and nobody knew about it and something was different about me. But I, I just kept going and I kept going. And sometimes I'm like, I got children. There are two, two of them. Like they are good, alhamdulillah. They are good children. And they are well behaved. And so, every time um, people are like, how do you do with your kids? I'm like, I don't know. I just do. Because I, I had to, to, to learn how to do. I just had to learn how to do. Being weird, being the way I was. I had to, to learn. Like, mm -hmm. just, just keep going. Just keep going and keep going. And one day you are going to understand why you kept going. Even if sometimes you were like crying and, you know, you were overwhelmed and you were like, I don't know how to do it. And, you know, um, I, I have depression. I have to deal with depression. I have anxiety. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I had like a suicidal thoughts, you know, like very, very hard stuff. Like when people, they see me, they don't think that. But I went, I went through a lot, Motali. It was very, very, very difficult for me. It is sometimes uh, today. But every time I was like at the bottom, being my weirdest, like I love to say, I just knew I had to keep going. Yeah. This is the thing I'm most proud of. The fact that I just kept going. Because sometimes I, I think about what a friend, uh, I quote unquote friend, because uh, I know today it's that- audio. It's just yeah, it's an audio. <laughs> I forget it's an audio. <laughs> so I did the quote uh, stuff, you know. <laughs> Uh, because I know today she wasn't a true friend, you know, and, but she, she said me something. She said, it's weird when you want to give up because you're a fighter. And I was like, I'm not, what are you talking about? And today I think about that and I'm like, she's right. Mm -hmm. Like I fought hard. I had no one helping me. Sometimes I was alone. Like I was alone and lonely. And that's the worst feeling. But Alhamdulillah, now I have a village helping me. But yeah, when I was little, it was, it was hard. I was just like, why I, why like Allah made me that way? I don't understand. I need answer. Like Allah, why? Like, uh, let's talk, you know? And now I understand. It's because I feel like I'm one of those person who has to keep 
going. I have to keep going. Like I have to just, just that every day. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And I know my father, one day he said that too. He said, I'm proud of my kids because you just keep going. Mm. And I was like, you so right, daddy. Like say that again. <laughs> and you know, I was like, yeah, if my dad can see it, it's, it's, it means that it's true. Like it's, it's in myself and my kids, they are the same. I did it. And I yeah. want my kids to see that. I want my kids to see that you have to keep going. They have, they, they, they have a weird mom. If she's the weirdest, like you can think about, but she's keep, she just keep going. Like she, she doesn't stop. She doesn't stop. So I think like that, the, the thing I'm most proud of, I know if a, a little Hawa will see me today, she's going to be like, whoa, how did you do that? I'm going to be like, listen, Hawa, I don't know. I just did. <laughs> like It's one day at a time, one step at a time, one breath one at a time. at the time. Every day I had to, to be compassionate toward myself and be like, it's one day at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if today you want to lay down and just be, just be. Tomorrow you are going you to get do. Up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You will see one day you are going to just get up and do, like just do like you always do. And if the day you stop, is the day death stopped you. Like basically, you cannot keep going. Like if you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> but if you're alive, you have to live. Mm, mashallah. So there was, that was a beautiful, beautiful response. And there's Thank a lot you. that I want to kind of pick out there. And you said that there was that time when you felt alone and at yes. your very bottom and yeah. how you were talking to Allah. So yeah. I want to focus on that because I think so many people go through that. Yeah. And because of the nature of that feeling, a lot of people don't really realize that so many people have felt that. Yeah. 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 I feel like being alone is a choice. Because sometimes mm. I love being alone. Oh, leave me alone. Like, ooh, it's, uh, it's the best. My husband, he can feel it. And he's like, kids, let's go outside. <laughs> Mommy, let's see this. Leave alone. Yeah. But being lonely, you don't choose it. Sure. It just shows you. And when it does, it's so violent because you don't see it. Because, you know, you have people around you. And you're like, why I don't belong? I, I always had this feeling. You know, I was around friends, but there is always a moment where I'm like, what, what, what I'm doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, why I'm here? I think I feel so lonely and I know that they can't, they cannot understand me. If I'm like, okay, guys, I need to talk to you about something. They're going to be like, you're tripping, right? You're tripping. And I feel like this is the moment, you know, you are lonely when you can, you can't be your true self. You, you cannot, and you are like, if I cannot be my true self, that means I'm selling a lie. Mm. I'm being someone I'm not supposed to be. And now I'm leaving my true self. It's you, if you, you cannot be yourself, this is the moment you're lonely because no, they have to see it. And talking with Allah really, really helped me because I was like, Allah made me. Mm. He made me. So he knows you. He knows me better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to talk to Allah, you know, being like, trying to understand, you know, crying. I love crying. Oh, crying. It's just, you know, it's uh, wash my soul. It, it, oh, <laughs> it's like, you know, you have a new soul and I yeah. it. And it just, you know, <laughs> it's a purge and I, you need to purge all of that. And mm. I was like, yeah, Allah, if you're so lonely, like, I, al- I was always like, put people on my path, people who are going to help me for real. Mm. Like, I need this. I'm so tired to, to always be like, I'm alone. People, they are around me, but they don't get me. But it, I think the first problem was me, meaning that I didn't get me myself. How I was supposed to tell people, hey, people, uh, I'm like this. So accept me as I am because I didn't accept didn't me know. myself. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think it was 2019. I feel like it was my worst year ever. One okay. of the worst. It was so sad. But it's also the year I met uh, Rokaya. So the mm-hmm. brand bees. And I, 
felt like it was the first person who got me. She was the first. I will never forget that. And I feel like I will always be grateful because sometimes Rokaya was like, Rokaya, I, I feel bad. I feel this. I feel, she was like, okay, so let's, um, let's plan. Let's uh, think about it. Let's brainstorm. Like, I was like, she's crazy. I'm telling you, I'm feeling bad. You're talking about plan. Like what is wrong with you? And she's like, maybe you're feeling bad because, um, maybe because, and she was always, you know, trying to find something, not pinpoint the problem. And I did, I did not want that. Like I wanted to mop. I wanted to be sad. I wanted to, and she was like, no. And every time I was like, you know what? I'm not talking to you. And every time I was coming back, every time she was doing the same, every time I was cussing her out, every time I was going back, it, it was a circle of circle. And one day was, it, it, it happened and it was like, you were right, Rokaya. And she did, she, she wasn't like smug and telling you, I told you. So she was like, yeah, about what? And you know, just listening. <laughs> and when I met her, I lost some friend, but they were toxic, you know, I was sure. toxic, they were toxic. And the day I decided to just focus on me being alone because I needed to cure my loneliness. Mm. And I feel like the loneliness doesn't, doesn't cure my, at least mine could not, you know, be uh, healed. I couldn't heal my loneliness around people. I mm. couldn't, mm. I needed to be with myself, to talk with myself, to, to see yourself. exactly what was wrong, what I needed to change, made the change. And after that, meet people who will get me and I will be never lonely again. And you know, doing that helped my relationship with myself, with my husband, with my kids, with everybody around me. And it was the day I was like, no, I'm not going to let you talk to me like that. You know, my mother, sometimes she says stuff. I'm like, no, you, can, you cannot say that. Mm -hmm. I don't accept. My sister, sometimes I don't accept. Don't treat me like that. My husband is the same. Everybody around me is the same. We, me with myself, even more. Sometimes, I, you know, I'm mean to myself and mm. I have to change the way I talk, uh, talk to myself, you know, because Rokaya told me to. And she thinks she's my boss, so I let her. But uh, <laughs> she, she truly helped me. I feel like it was my, the most healthiest relationship I got in my mm. life. The first time I got someone truly having my back. Yeah, it was a rock. Yeah. It was it. So when I asked Allah to give me people that will help me, it was a rock. Yeah. Was her. I want to talk a little bit more. Uh, I feel <laughs> there's so much we can talk about. Um, yeah. In one of our other talks, you, mm. you mentioned your outlook for being happy yeah. and how even though we have you know, things happen, but our life is so short. And so we should always try to be happy and, and mm. look for these. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, trying to be happy, it, it, it's so like, uh, I'm going to say it's overrated. Mm. Okay. At least for me, because I feel like being at peace, it's what I want mm -hmm. the most, you know. There's a difference between happy and yeah. inner peace, right? Yeah. So one is very superficial mm. and you could fake it. Yeah. And one comes from inside and it can lead to that other thing. Exactly. Exactly. Because you see some people that are, they are happy, at least mm -hmm. it looks like it, but they are not at peace. Yeah. And when you are not at peace, you can make decisions that are going to make you un unhappy. So it's so, it's not stagnant. It's going up, it's going down, it's going up. And you know, when you are someone who suffers from depression, anxiety, and all of this kind of stuff, you know that happiness is overrated because what you are, you are looking for, it's peace. Because when you are not at peace in your own head, this is something you are going to search and search and search because you need peace here because it's always war when you are in a depression, depression mood. It's war against yourself. It's war against everything you are living. Mm. And when you are at peace, this is the moment you are like, I can breathe. 
I can make good decision because I'm good with myself. Like I'm good if I'm uh, alone. I love to be alone. You have to see me years ago. I couldn't be alone, like not a minute. I couldn't. I had to talk to people, call people, talk with people. Now, no, not anymore. I can like stay a day like alone and I'm going to be good. Like I'm good because I'm at peace. I want peace. I always say that to uh, people. I want peace. If someone is threatening my peace, no, you have to get out. I don't mm -hmm. care. You have to get out. Like uh, take the door off. Don't forget to go when you leave. I don't care. Find a way. The door, the window, anything. You have to leave. Because my peace is so important. I fought like years and years and years to finally say I'm at peace. Mm -hmm. I am. And when I'm at peace, this, there is this feeling that's so superior to happiness. Like I can taste it, I can feel it, I can smell it. It, it you know, it just shine on your face. Like even when the, you are going through hard stuff, you are still at peace mm -hmm. because you you know you made the, the good decision. And that, like when you are at peace, it's like I can't even describe it. But um, it's the nur. It's the nur from Allah. Yeah, you, that's it. So that's it, it. it's it's. That peace comes from Allah and it's yeah. always inside you. And yeah. then when we kind of unblock it and let yeah. the stuff that we put in there get out of the way, then that's shining. Yeah. And so when we really strengthen that connection with Allah and we have mm. our hearts clean and pure, then we're letting that peace shine through. Yeah, so, it's exactly that. This is the last question I have for you today. What is a person, somebody, something that you're most grateful for Ooh. and why? So I'm going to say in my personal life, my husband, yeah, you can do because okay. uh, he's, he always uh, got my back. Like always, I know uh, I can count on him. I know it. Like uh, I'm so grateful he's here. Please don't tell, tell him that. But he doesn't okay. understand English, so it's okay. I can say everything I want about him. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but my personal life, my husband, mm. like... Uh, Thank, thanks Allah. Like, uh, I want to thank my mother-in-law for that day. She, she did what she had to do. And <laughs> my husband came like, thank you, Natalie. <laughs> but in my professional life, Not I'm sure. going to say Pierre Baptiste Poslin. I only have Pierre one Mentor. name. My mentor, Pebe. Yeah. He doesn't love the Pierre Baptiste. So Pebe, like Pierre Baptiste is the Frenchest name I ever heard in my life. So yeah, <laughs> Pebe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Posla. He understand English, so I okay. I have to be careful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm so grateful for him because what the day I met Pebe, it's funny because the day I saw Pebe, it was on Instagram. Like you mm. know, he had uh, ads or stuff like that, and it was like, he's a scam. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> such a scam. Like why is weird? Like he's so no, I don't want this man in my life. Like he's so weird. <laughs> And I heard a podcast of him and he was so brilliant. I was like, this man is amazing. This is the same scam. Like, no, it's not a scam. So I had to join his newsletter. I swear, yeah. Allah is my witness. One week later, I bought his membership. I was in. You're hooked. I was hooked. I sent him an email. He replied to my email. I sent an email. And we were just talking email to email. To. And what I love about PB is like, it's taking copywriting, but in the same way at me, like it's human. It's mm. all about what mm. people want. It's, uh, and he helped me with my confidence. Like when I met PB, uh, I had a client. She was so bad. It was my first client, first experience. It was like lame. I hated it. And I knew I didn't want to go through that again. So I knew I needed a mentor. Because for me, in this world, you cannot do it alone. You cannot mm -hmm. and you shouldn't do it alone. You need someone. You need several people or at least one person. You cannot do it alone. I need to say it like a lot. You cannot do it alone. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. And when I met Pebe, I was like, this bad stuff cannot happen again. Mm -hmm. And it didn't happen. Because when I had uh, another bad experience, I knew how to say stop. I was like, no, I don't want to work with you anymore. I, I, I need you to go. It's having boundaries. Yes, exactly. And it just, you know, helping me how to gain confidence, but in the good way. Because sometimes you mm. have 
mentor, they are going to tell you, yeah, do this, do this, do this. You do it for a few months. And after that, it's just gone. Mm-hmm. You ha- it's over. You have to take another mentor. Mm-hmm. But with Pepe, it's like, it's giving you the right tools, the right way, because it's not going to be like, with me, you are going to be to do this and do that and do that. It's not false promise. He promised nothing, but he do it. Right. And it, it gave me confidence. Now I'm better at what I'm doing. Like, uh, I know I'm a better copywriter. I know I'm a better entrepreneur because of PB. Like, I cannot say it enough, but he knows that it is like, Pepe, you have to know you are not get, getting right of me. I'm a fan. Like, yeah, I love everything he's doing. Every time he's doing something, I'm, I'm like, yeah. sometimes it's just grief. And I'm like, I know nobody has grief like that. Like, teach me how to breathe. <laughs> but that, you, you see how I'm, uh, I'm with Pepe? Mm-hmm. I need people who are listening to me to be the same way. Like, they want the same way with their audience. So, yeah. Be like Pebe, like for real. We need more Pebe uh, in this world. We need it. Marshall, like, definitely. I'm sorry. Oh, I just talking about Pebe more than I'm talking about my yeah, husband. Yeah, I was going to say, he, way more than your husband. <laughs> <laughs> At least he mentioned him first. <laughs> yeah, but you know, since we're talking about tech and that's it. And I want sister, like sister, come in the copywriting game. Like, win yeah. uh, you. There is like a, a lot of copywriters, but not all of them are good. So come, <laughs> we have so much fun. We cry. We, uh, you know, <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Hoa, is there anything else that you want to say? Any last words? My advice is uh, f- uh, find someone, find a mentor, find a group, mm-hmm. find a community, because uh, it's very tough out there. Um, like meet people, don't be afraid. If someone doesn't like you, you don't care. They don't pay you bills and they never will. And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> like, uh, this is what I love to say. I'm going to mind the business that pay me. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. doesn't that's like great. me. That's great, yeah. Like, I should care. You see the number of people I like created and every day there is a new baby on her. And I'm supposed to care about one human being that doesn't love what I'm doing? No. Do you. Do what you have to do. As lo- I always say, as long as it's not haram, it's mm-hmm. not illegal, I'm not going to jail. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm Masha. doing it. So just do it. You are scared. No problem. Do it. Find a way. You are go- always going to find a way. And I'm poor. I don't have money. And I do stuff without money. Because I know the day I'm going to have money. People, they are not ready. Mm. So if you are, you can ask for uh, advice. You can ask for help. Don't be so afraid to ask for help because I assure you there is like many people that are going to help you. Like um, you see me the way I am. So if I can accept myself the way I am, you can also. Like it's, 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 it's like so hard. Some days I, I hate myself. Some days I'm like, I'm the best. It's just, you know, like this, but you have to keep going. You have to keep going. And I know what's helping me the most is my, of course, my children. They are the, the future, but also my parents, because I'm like, all the sacrifice they did. Mm-hmm. They came in France. My mother, she didn't use the language. She had to leave her family behind. She was like scared. She had three little children like this. And she did it. Mm-hmm. She kept she going. She did it. She kept going. You know? So do it like I do it for the black women, the Muslim women out there. I do it for them because I wish someone did it for me. So you have to do it for someone. You have to do it for you, first and foremost. You have to do it and then, you know, for this legacy, like I said, but this legacy is for my children. Because even if my children, they don't go in the, in the same path that I did, I want them to, you know, have this, the mindset the mentality, I want them to uplift people, be kind, be good. So they have to see me do it. So basically, be the person that you wish you had when you started. Mm. Be this person. And if you cannot, that's okay. At, at, at least try, you know, try. Fail, try. Fail, try. 
<laughs> so it's my life is like this. Oh, I fell today. I, you know, the number of times I said I'm going to quit. Oh, oh the number of times I say that. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I'm All like, okay, that's okay. I give up. It's the last mm-hmm. time. And my husband is like, oh, that's a shame. And like, you don't understand. Like, okay, you don't understand. And the other <laughs> them like, no, I'm never going to quit. I'm too good at it. I cannot quit, you know. So that's it. And if you want to quit because, you know, you, you can feel like it's not moving you, like you, you're not into it anymore, you, you can like just give up, you know, on this. It's okay to do it again. Like I, I saw my mother do it again. Like my mother, she went through so many stuff, divorce. She's, uh, she, her family is away. Uh, she saw my uh, grandmother, she, she became blind. Uh, so there is a lot of many hardship, you know, in my family, but my mother is, it's just like that. We have to do it again. Like if you failed once, are, you are going to do it again twice, you know, and we are doing t- again and again. It's all about the again, the again, like, uh, because when I say again, it's because you are going to do it and you are going to fail, you know? And when you fail, you feel like you have to keep going on the failure. But I don't feel it like that. I feel like, no, we are going to stop, look at the failure and do it again, but differently. You know, this is why, like you said, there is no regret. Because you are here, like here today, because of every bad stuff, every mistake you did. You are here today because of that, you know. And the most important, of course, say trust Allah, trust Allah, talk to Allah. That's uh, like the number one. It's so important that sometimes like, it's so evident, like it's evident, you know? So yeah, yeah that, that will be my, also track your time, <laughs> track your time, like to see how many times you pit into, because sometimes you're like, I did nothing today. And you see yeah. three hours of work and you're like, mm, no, I did. <laughs> so. Yeah, be compassionate with the other and most importantly with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think that's it. You say I think one that word. covers everything. That yeah. covers everything. So I need to <laughs> shut it. Because, uh, woo! You, you did it. You nailed it. Mashallah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and for doing this interview. It no. has been a thank joy. You. <laughs> it took, no, thank you, Grace. And thank you to everybody who's going to listen to it. Like each one of you, you are the best. Like Hoa said, thank you for taking the time to listen to the story. You're all amazing. You're the best. Mashallah. <laughs> if you like this episode and if you like what we're doing at Tech Sisters, you can support us by following us or leaving reviews. Sharing the content with your community is a really huge way of helping us. We also have a Patreon if that's something you might be interested in. Tech Sisters is always completely free to join, free to participate in, and things like the Patreon help cover our operational costs. So it is really helpful. Uh, And if you are a Muslim woman in tech and you're interested in joining Tech Sisters, you can find the membership form on our website at tech-sisters.com. Like I said, it's always free. It's fun. It's supportive. You can ask your questions, get answers. It's really nice over there and really fun. And that's all for me. No episodes next week. And I'll see you the week after, inshallah.